are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. Wow, hello and welcome to the Fantasy Whispers Podcast. That's Big Travi and I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks and we are the Fantasy Whispers here to give you that fantasy football fix. Travis, week six is upon us, brother, and we are here to give you those week six preview matchups and what is now our episode number 31. Yeah, brother, 31. We got over the 30 mark. So now we just roll on. Now next on the sites is like 50. <laughs> exactly. And we just hey, keep we're, we're on our way. Well on our way to that. Yeah, man. I'm I'm stoked. I'm jacked. I love the preview episodes cuz you get to you get we really get to dive in deep to each matchup, go over each fantasy relevant player. And listen, if you've got guys all over the place which in fantasy football you do, that's what makes it great. You're going to want to hear these matchups. You're going to want to hear what we're thinking. Uh, even if it's just us re-saying some of the thoughts you already had in your head, it helps you validate your decisions, helps you make those decisions to dominate your league each week. For sure. But first, Travis, dude, I th- through these first five weeks, I don't think that we've had so many frustrating moments with top <laughs> players as we have this year. I mean, think about it. I mean, we're about to get into the news and notes in a second, but, we, you know, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, all these players. Devonta just, Freeman. Devonta Freeman. It's like, come on. What is going on? It is like complete topsy-turvy this year. Uh, as far as, I mean, it, some of them, yeah, you could say injuries, of course, like the Leonard Fournette and stuff. But then we have, like, star players that just aren't performing. And it's kind of insane. What are, we yeah, supposed to do? what are we supposed to do as fantasy, fantasy, as I like to say, fantasy analytics people? What are we supposed to do, <laughs> huh? Like, seriously. I would say remain calm, remain patient, don't freak out. I can't don't remain freak calm out. anymore. Oh, I don't know, um, man. I think brother. it... I think we're going to be okay. I think a lot of this stuff regresses to the mean. You'll see it. A lot of these studs are still getting. I mean, you look at a guy like Julio Jones not doing what you thought, not scoring touchdowns, still 30% of his team's market share, still up there in yardage uh, in the league. OBJ, yes, had some bad weeks, you know, threw for a touchdown last week, scored his own. He still is talented. These guys are going these teams are going to have to get it to their star players. I'm sorry. I, they should just make the plot with a pool already and just they should just start OBJ at quarterback. Like that's just how it should be. <laughs> like it's just It reminds it me of uh Friday Night Lights where they're like Booby Miles, you know, he could he could paint your fence. He could sweep your porch. Dang, he could kick the field goal too. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what I feel like with OBJ. Like he can do it all. He's kicking field goals before pregame. I'm getting uh Bleacher Report updates on it. I mean, the guy is a ridiculous talent. Just unleash the beast. That's what we need. Yeah. All right, Travis. I, I feel you. All right, let's jump into today's show. Uh, but before before we get into the main section of the previews here, let's do a little bit of news and notes. Why don't we? Yeah. News and notes from around the NFL. 
That's right, Johnny. Our news and notes are brought to you by Fanatic. That's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That is where fantasy meets IQ. These guys are great, Johnny. If you have any Apple iOS device, you can go to the App Store. You can get the Fanatic app. And basically, this is like any other news source app that you have, except for this amazing twist. Johnny, they give you every fantasy-relevant player, the last three games, stats, charts, and now including red zone data. This is a must when you are looking and breaking down those lineup decisions. We get lineup questions all over our Instagram all week long. And I'm just sitting here thinking, man, what if these people just had red zone data right in their hands? They could decide between guys like Austin Eckler or Corey Clement or Wendell Smallwood. They could look at these red zone carries within the last three weeks and make a justifiable decision based on this data that Fanatic brings you every week. And speaking of every week, they want you to win the week, win the next, and win your league. That's Fanatic, F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. All right, buddy. We're going to jump in here with the first kind of big news um, of of the week, and that is Florida Football Insiders reports that a source closing close to the situation is that the Jags are thinking and they are expecting to sit Leonard Fournette through the week nine by Travis. This is, man, if you are a Leonard Fournette owner and you didn't grab TJ Eldon, you are, you're probably sitting at one and four right now. You're probably one of those owners. You might be even oh and five heading into the season or into this yeah, weekend. Wouldn't doubt it. Um, this this is so frustrating. What do you what do you do? Well, I feel at this point you have to. If you are one and four, or you are zero and five. You got to look at unloading him on somebody who is looking for a stash for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, you have got to get wins on your you know under your belt, on your uh, your in your trophy case. <laughs> I don't know tr- what else. <laughs> uh, you've got to get wins, man. Yeah, like. You, if you don't get wins now, it's going to be over for you quicker than you know it. And I think if you can get some value out of Leonard Fournette now, while he's dinged up, they're talking about week nine, maybe week ten, uh, for a return. That is that is horrible, Johnny. That is yeah. burning an an incredible hole in your roster. Get I mean, him off your roster if you're in trouble. And get some value and and get some wins done. Yeah, I mean, you're at that point. You're essentially talking about you're only having uh, Leonard Fournette for four weeks you know yeah 10 through 13 and but they're and the playoff right and, yeah so but, you definitely if you're a playoff team you have Fournette, stash that guy you'll be fine yeah or you if know you, I, would, I would go to that owner if you are if you're sitting at four and one or you know uh, in a strong position to make the playoffs currently i would go to that owner because chances are they are one and four or oh and five and I would make a strong case to say, hey, I will make this rental from you. I will take it off your hands. You don't have to worry about it. And you'll probably yeah. be able to get a, you'll probably get be able to give them, you know, a running back two and, and maybe a, a decent wide receiver. And then this is this guy is should be a top ten. Like maybe back you could and, flip James Conner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you get We're maybe a if lot you're, of James Conner questions and, and that's like here's a here's my one. stance on James Conner. If you can flip James Conner now, you probably should. Because yeah. best case scenario is he remains a committee back with him with uh Le'Veon Bell upon his return. Yeah. 
And I don't know that that's going to be incredibly value for the value you could get on some of these desperate teams right now that are out of, outside looking in. Uh, I think you can flip James Conner to them for some immediate value right now. So there, go to the, if you is, have James Conner, go to the Fournette owner, see if you can flip him and, with maybe and a package argue, of somebody else. The argument that you need to make is that, hey, because everyone's going to say Leonard for or Le'Veon Bell, he's going to be back after the bye. Well, not so fast. He also said he was going to be there come week one of <laughs> training not camp. Not so fast. Exactly. So that's the stance that I'm going to – if I'm selling James Conner right now and people aren't necessarily biting him, I'm saying, hey, listen – I'm already selling him at a discount right now, but there's no guarantee that Le'Veon Bell is going to do what he said he did because he's he's already proven that he's going to lie and he's going to cheat and he's going to steal. I don't know. Listen, so, I don't know I don't if you've ever. Second I don't know true, if but. you you've ever been to a strip club, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. But when I go to one, I don't usually want to leave. So I could understand if he's trying to stay in the strip clubs. <laughs> All right, um, on the next one. Uh, Falcons running back. This is this is sad too. Falcons running back Devonta Freeman is. They are worried about his uh, about an injury. Um, to oh, why well, I'm I'm just lost right. Yeah, contusion a here. Contusion. It could uh it could cost him a few weeks. They're not certain. They're saying he might be able to go this week. But Travis, this is definitely. Would you say that the Falcons have some contusion confusion when? When oh, talking yeah. about Devonta Freeman, I, I would believe that to be first. It was like a knee contusion. Now it's a foot contusion. The guys just got contusions forever. And I it's it's frustrating, right? You drafted him very high stock. If you don't have Tevin Coleman, then you're sitting here similar to the Dalvin Cook situation or the Leonard Fournette situation with these hamstrings. You've got to figure out what to do here, Johnny. I was not a fan of Devonta Freeman coming into the year. And there were just, you know, he kept getting dinged up last year. I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of it. I would take him in the situation where, you know, he was falling to me. um, And I did that in in my work league. I went ahead and I took him, but he had fallen all the way down to the end of the second, beginning of the third. That was a spot I felt comfortable because I was getting more backs and more valuable backs at that spot. So anyways, what I'm, what I'm getting at here is, uh, with Freeman, if you don't have Coleman, you've got to be looking to sit him this week. Even if they do gear him up, I don't think that you can start him this week. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't feel confident about it at all. Are, are you had... looking to try and move Freeman if you can get out of that situation? Oh, absolutely. Or are you if stashing? I, if, I can, if I can, I'm trying to get rid of him. But I just don't think that you're you're not. Unfortunately, you're not going to get the value that you're trying to get for him. Haven't seen enough out of him this year to make you get that value that you got him that you drafted him at. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, I'm just gonna. This is gonna be a, a quick runoff, Travis, because there's a bunch of guys that were injured last week uh, that didn't practice today. So I'm just gonna run it off a list here, and we'll go fast. So Isaiah Crowell did not practice today with an ankle injury. Status for Sunday is questionable. You had Aaron Rodgers and Rand- uh, Randall Cobb did practice today. Aaron Rodgers did not. Not a surprise there. Uh, Travis, do you think um, uh, Geronimo, let me add, Geronimo Allison did come back from his, he cleared concussion protocol. He did limited work on the sideline. You think Randall Cobb gives it a go this week? Ah, it's hard to say. Uh would like to see the Saturday is really the def- is the Friday practice right for a Monday night game. So 
Got to see that uh, that work on Saturday. I'm not feeling great about it, though. Even if he does go, he's not a guy on my radar this week uh, just because I think Allison and Marquez Valdez-Scantling actually showed up pretty well yeah. in relief. So he could be a guy that they get more involved, which would take away opportunities from Randall Cobb. Greg Olson was upgraded to a full practice on Thursday. It's looking like he is going to give it a go this weekend. We'll get we'll talk about him in today's preview episode. Uh, Adrian Peterson practice again today. It's looking like he's going to give it a go. Matt Burita didn't practice. Uh, I highly doubt that he plays this weekend. Uh, George Kittle didn't practice today. The uh, news but... though on Breda was that he didn't have a noticeable limp. Right. Which... So I I would monitor that. It's going to be tough for you unless you own Alfred Morris as well. Uh, it's going to be tough for Breda owners to know because I think it's going to be a game time decision. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely monitor that and catch our show on Sunday on Instagram. We'll be going live at nine o'clock a.m. to get you those up to date lineup questions answered. So make sure you you tune into that. Um, Deshaun Watson chest remain limited in Thursday's practice. Lamar Miller chest also was upgraded to full at Thursday's practice. It's looking like both of those guys are going to give it a go this weekend. Travis OJ Howard remain limited at Thursday's practice. I don't think he gives it a go this week. I think that this is more would be wild if he did. It would would be be under the two weeks. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty insane. And then the last kind of big news and a lot of people are, are hoping if you're a Dalvin cook owner here, but uh, Dalvin cook hamstring was upgraded to full in Thursday's practice. I would say that he's probably going to make it a go this weekend, but I don't, I'm not confident in playing him. That's that sucks too. Cause it's such a great matchup. Yeah. No offense to the, to your Cardinals, but they can't stop oh. a nosebleed. Yeah. They couldn't like, they couldn't, you know, stop of anything these days. It's just kind of <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, okay. Without further ado, Travis, you ready to get in today's show? Yeah, I've I've been waiting on you, man. I've been waiting for, for this a episode. show like you. Hi, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we are so in sync, brother. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, brother. I don't. Know. That was that was terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I just destroyed whatever we had going there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of destroying. Uh, we have we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. This is a 57 and a half point over under in Vegas. Atlanta is favored by three and a half points. Travis, we're going to start this off with Jameis Winston and the Bucs side of the ball coming off of his suspension. And, and he didn't start the first game. Uh, it's been after the bye. He's officially named the starter. We talked about O.J. Howard possibly being able to give it a go. I don't think he does. Uh, how confident are you in these pass catchers or this offense with Jameis Winston at the helm and no longer fits magic? I am confident in a lot of these weapons, including Jameis Winston, especially in this matchup. You look at, uh, you know, you were talking about it at the top of this 57 and a half point over under. Both of these defenses are about as hard as soft toilet paper like it's just it's not good for anybody in this matchup um defensively and so that means that you got to fire up these weapons and and that means chris godwin that means mike evans that means deshaun jackson and even the bucks running backs and i'm thinking maybe ronald jones is is worth a stab here if you need a deep flyer 
because of the lack of defense on the Atlanta side. Atlanta has given up 10 receiving touchdowns on the year. That is second in the league. But pivoting, it's second to only Tampa Bay, who has uh, one more. And so Tampa Tampa Bay is first, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's only... <laughs> Sorry. You're all right. Uh, yeah. All right. So, well, I just, I, Jameis Winston for me is a, there's a quarterback start of the week. I have a lot of people DMing me and asking me which quarterback, you know, I'm, I'm streaming my quarterbacks. So, a humble brag there, dude. A lot oh, of people DMing you. you slide, sliding into those DMs. Uh, well, they're your DMs too, I guess, because it's uh, the Fantasy Whispers DMs, and uh, <laughs> they're they're asking us, you know, what quarterback do we go with this week? I'm telling them, you know, Jameis Winston for me. You, you I like this over under. We've seen almost every game be a shootout, or at least the offense, or the off the offense opposing the Falcons has always done pretty well. Yeah, this, this defense can't stop anything. So give me Jameis Winston. Um, and Cameron Brait is a solid tight end option as long as O.J. Howard's not in there. I don't think yeah. he gives it a go. On the other side of the ball, Travis, you have the Atlanta Falcons and Julio Jones. Tell What is going on, man? The guy talking about the Arizona Cardinals can't stop the run. Julio Jones cannot buy a touchdown if he tried. He couldn't spend yeah. he couldn't spend every single dollar of that shiny new contract extension that he just got and pay for a touchdown at this point. What you think he gets? Yeah, we talk about like a panic game or a panic moment on these star players. This is a game for me, Johnny. We talk about the receiving touchdowns Tampa Bay's given up nine on the year, and if they if Julio does not score in this game. When is he going to score? Because this is the game to do it. I mean, they are averaging, I think, just under 49 points to the wide receiver position that they give up. I mean, I am tired of ranking Julio so high and watching him not cash in on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so high over under, terrible defense he's going against. He's getting 30% of the market share. It's insane to me that all of a sudden during the red zone, Matt Ryan forgets how to throw a football to Julio Jones. I mean, they literally use Julio Jones as their run game because they haven't had a good running game, and the yardage just gets keeps getting racked up, and they just can't throw a touchdown to the guy. Travis, I don't. I think you do. You think that? I think I figured it out. Seriously, whoa! I, I think crack the code. I think Julio Jones might be allergic to touchdowns. Like if he if he scores a touchdown. He might just break out in hives, and they know this. Like, they've seen it in practice, so they're like, whoa. Like, he, he probably catches touchdowns in practice, and he just... Well, if that's the case, up. dude, I'm going into the Atlanta locker room, and I'm pouring Benadryl all over his flipping jockstrap because we need to get this guy in the end zone. I'd like to see what? video of that. Can we... Uh, can you at least... Can I Not follow appropriate. you? And that's for the Snapchat. Fantasy Whispers after dark. <laughs> <Vince>. <laughs> Behind the scenes yeah. with the whispers. We're Behind talking, the whisper. We're talking to you, HBO. We're talking yeah. to you. <laughs> well, speaking of HBO, our next game is featuring the Cleveland Browns. The Chargers go to Cleveland. It's a 44-and-a-half point over under with the Chargers barely favored by a point. 
Uh, it's wild to me. I keep yeah. looking at these games, Johnny. We're going to bet. And, uh, you know, and speaking of which, if you need any betting advice, got to hit up our friends at the Winning Ticket Podcast. They are great. And we will have some audio for you later today in this show. Uh, they're going to give you a couple games they like or, or dislike. But either way, uh, I just think it's weird how the Browns are just continuously being a favorite. Like last week, I thought it was wild. They were a favorite against Baltimore. They get the job done in overtime. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I guess you can't doubt your boy Baker over there. Um, but Go ahead. you like Baker as a streamer this week. You like him as the rest of a, or not rest of the year, but the next like four or five matchups uh, at least as a streamer. So are you comfortable starting him here? Yeah, I I think that, like you just you know kind of hinted at there. You kind of stole my thunder a little bit, Travis, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, I love Baker Mayfield as an yeah thunder thief. Uh, I love Baker Mayfield as a streamable option moving forward. You're looking at you. He's got the Chargers this week. It's a little bit more difficult of a matchup, but we've still seen teams put up numbers against the Chargers, and then he's got the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who we just talked about have a terrible defense. They got then they move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, another terrible defense. Then he gets the wonderful Chiefs, which everyone loves playing that defense, and then the Atlanta Falcons follow that. So you're talking about the next four games, and then he plays the Bengals following that one, and that that defense is okay, but still you're talking about four straight weeks of fantasy wonderful fantasy goodness right there. So, yes, give me Baker Mayfield. I am fully on the Baker mania. Give me Baker Mayfield for a streamable option if you are going that route, and you're going to have a guy that you're going to be able to play. He's been putting up uh, a good average amount of points from the quarterback position. Travis, but when I'm looking at I some think, of these. Yeah, like, I tend to disagree just in this game with you. Because but, you hate I mean, Baker Mayfield. I don't hate Baker. I like Baker. I just feel like what did Baker he's had do that- to you. He's had to have overtime games to get his yardage up. I don't know that he's doing all that well. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. Hey, uh, this, what if this will be a he's good test on, because the Chargers, he's Chargers defense purpose. is actually. He's doing it on Chargers. purpose. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, hey, I want to give my my fantasy owners a little bit of, of extra yumminess. Well, and Johnny, you need to give quarter. me the mic here for a second so I can lay some knowledge on you. All right, I'll let you finish. Anyways, moving on to the other pieces <laughs> in this offense, and that's Landry and Hyde and Najoku. Uh, for me, we kind of saw who Hyde was when he didn't score last week. And you look at the Chargers, they're ranked 25th uh, against the run, so they're not a plus matchup. They're in that bottom tier of defenses that you're looking to target because they only give up 18.9 points to the running back position. And remember, in these points per game breakdowns that I'm going to provide you, that's the entire position. So that's every single running back that they face on average. Uh, so the the starter, the backup, and even the third uh, running back. So only 18.9 points to split between three backs. And in Cleveland, they love to use Hyde. And now they've been implementing Duke Johnson and Nick Chubb in here too. I just feel like Hyde is kind of showing his true colors. He's not a big efficient efficiency guy. He's more of a volume guy. But I will say that the fact that they're not um, that heavy of, of, of underdogs, he could be usable here. It's just not a great matchup. Right. All right. Um, Jarvis Landry, you're rolling out there. Uh, David and Joku, you're rolling out, right, with be, be, considering the tight end yeah, landscape? If you, yeah, if you look at 
Njoku, it kind of feels like he's warming up with uh, Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. He had seven targets in the first, uh, in these last two weeks, he had seven targets, then 11. So 52 yards is what he posted two weeks ago, and then 69 yards last week. Yet to score, but I think he's starting to warm up. And yeah, like you said, with tight ends the way it is, like, give me, give me Njoku. All right, looking on the other side of the ball, you're going to start uh, Melvin Gordon, of course. You're starting Keenan, Keenan Allen, who I still think is a Keenan buy. Allen. I still think he's a buy low at this point. He still hasn't Great. popped off yet. Um, but told I told a few people on the Instagram today, you got to be buying low on Keenan Allen. He is a guy that notoriously starts slow and then picks it up at the end of the year. Yep. Um, Mike Williams, Travis. Are you throwing him out there this week? Uh, this Browns defense has been a little bit better than a lot of people thought it was going. It's actually quite quite good. Um, and Mike Williams started off the season quite hot, and the last couple weeks he's kind of faded a little bit. Are you rolling out Mike Williams? As an no, I think three? he's actually a guy that you could probably cut if you can afford to stash him. I would. But he's pretty much waiver wire at this point. He had eight points or better in the first three weeks. And then in the, la- in the last two weeks, he's only got seven total targets. Um, so I just think that he is not a reliable part, you know, as the season progresses, Keenan Allen will take over more of that market share. All right. Moving along on to the next game, we got the Colts at the Jets. This is a 45-point over-under in Vegas. New York Jets are actually favored in this game by two and a half points, Travis. Another team that I just think it's wild. They continue to be favored, and it's really that defense. Yeah, uh, It has been lights out for the most part, or not lights out, but it's been very good for the most part. Especially at um, home, especially yeah. when they're playing at home, which they are. Yeah, this- and I think that uh, with T.Y. Hilton out again, likely out again, and Jack Doyle, T.Y. Hilton, or I'm sorry, uh, Eric Ebron, He's averaged 12 targets over the last three games. He had two touchdowns last week. The guy is a monster. He's actually solidifying himself as one of the better options in a very, very thin tight end position. Yep, I, I definitely roll on him out there. He's going to be their number one pass option at this point right now with T.Y. Hilton sidelined. He is officially out for sure, so make sure you get him out of your lineup. Do not put him in there. Um, when you're looking at the Jets side of the ball here, Travis, uh, you... Are you rolling out both of these running backs? Are you rolling out just one? I know Isaiah Crowell has been on the injury report, uh, but I I just think that I think he will end up giving it a go this weekend. Uh, So what's what's your confidence level in both of these running backs? I'm actually really confident in Crowell. And then if Crowell were to miss, I'd be highly confident in Powell as well. I mean, Powell has some deep, deeper flex play uh, if you need to, because Indianapolis has allowed 27.9 points per game to opposing running backs. I mean, that is a really good amount of points to be split between these two. But if I, you know, for my player stay away article, which you can find at the fantasy it's your, you know, run of the mill start or sleep or start or sit uh, article. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's sleep. Like go to sleep. Nar- narcolepsy here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you want a starter sit article, just head on over to the fantasy whispers.com. I have my player stay away article there. Um, and I have Isaiah Crawwell as one of my plays. And that's simply because if you look at his money games, the games, because that's the thing he's, he's been up and down the games that he's been productive. They have been the favorite or the aggressor, or they've been in close contests. That's what this game seems to be. They're favored by two and a half points. They're at home. They're against a, you know, a, 
kind of beat up Colts team, I like Crow to get work here against a plus matchup. And if he's out, I mean, and you're a Powell owner, glory. You, uh, glory be to Crow or to Powell or whoever, because that Jets, that's Jets running back is going to feast against this Colts defense. And then as far as the pass catchers go, uh, and Nunwa, probably rolling them out in PPR leagues. Stan yeah. Richard is watch more his, of a wide receiver uh, three. Yeah. What yeah, he, I would watch this wide receiving court, Johnny. I think this is a good matchup. I think if you have to, uh, I'd roll, I could roll out a new one here, but watch how this progresses because with Anderson, you know, he evaded the suspension. Did that change his mindset? He came in and he dominated on some deep balls. Does that open up the playbook for Darnold? Is he able to get him the ball similar to the way uh, McCown was able to get him the ball? Because there's no doubt about it. Anderson is good at football. He can run really fast uh, and, and and beat coverages. So if Darnold wants to consistently get him the ball, he's a nice upside play. So just keep an eye on that. That's a guy to look at. Um, just Quincy and Newton was, is supposed to be lined up against the, you know, Pierre uh, desire desire. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that his land, um, but Pierre uh, desire, which he's been giving up big chunk plays, whereas Chris Milton will be lined up against Robbie Anderson. It's a little bit tougher matchup on that side, but I like I, I agree with what you're saying. If you're this is definitely uh, a watch game for me for Anderson. If he can pull it off this weekend, I'm excited for him moving forward. It will definitely be moving him up my ranks. Speaking of ranks, you have the Seattle Seahawks who rank number 1 in running back attempts. And they are going against the Oakland Raiders. This is a 48. The Raiders. All right. This is a 48 point over under. Seattle is favored by three, surprisingly enough. Uh, Travis, how do you feel? I just I just talked about how many times they're running the ball in Seattle. How do you feel about this backfield, which is starting to emerge as a uh, what we kind of thought it was going to be? And that's a timeshare, but not between the two guys we thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, this is wild and it's just classic Pete Carroll madness. He loves doing this. He cares not. Remember they paid Matt Flynn a boatload of money and then drafted old Russell Wilson, who, you know, nobody thought was going to be the starter through preseason. Bam. He's the starter. So they draft Rashad Penny in the first round. Boom. You know, they're like, nah, we're going to go with Carson. You know, Carson's hurt. We're not even going to go with Penny. We're going to go with Mike Davis. Who? Mike Davis. That's right. So I think I'm good with either of these guys. I'm really good with Carson. If you look at his last two games, Johnny, in the two of the last three weeks, he's got 124 yards on 34 carries and then 127 yards on 20 carries. That's 54 carries in three weeks. But here's the trick, Johnny. He missed one of those games. So that's 54 carries in only two weeks. That is insane. We love that kind of usage. And even with Davis back last week, he got those 20 carries. Now, he may get vultured. You may get. You may be see, seeing his ceiling capped by Mike Davis, but I think that it makes him you know, just an RB2 instead of that RB1 borderline, whereas Davis is now a deep flex. He's okay here because he's going to get that goal line work, and the Raiders are not a team that's scaring you uh, against the run. 
Travis, you're looking at this wide receiver core, which we thought was pretty susceptible coming into this uh, into the season. You have Tyler Lockett out there, who's their deep threat, has the ability to score on any kind of you know breakdown play on a long distance. But I think that's what you're hoping for, and you know if you need that, you know. Really big play. Let's say you're playing Saquon Barkley tonight, who or on Thursday night, who went off uh, for a monster game because he's the only option that they seem to have in New York because they ignore o- Odell Beckham Jr. 100. Uh, if you are he's playing, coming off the rails here. <laughs> um, Tyler Lockett might be the guy that you want to start because he has that uh, very very deep threat there. Yeah, I mean, score. you look at you look at Lockett and it's like, oh, is this can he keep this up? Is it sustainable? Because all of his touchdowns have come from 35 or more yards out. But like Johnny said, this is the matchup you want to target. Oakland has given up four of those kind of TDs of 35 or more yards. So I'm OK yeah. with him in this matchup. I think it's a pretty good matchup. I think yeah. he's going if to be, you're. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Travis. He's going to be matched up against Daryl Worley which is giving up a whopping 84% completion percentage uh, as a corner. So you like that. You like that? You like that? I like yeah, that. Yeah. I also like Baldwin here. If he jaded you last week, I think he's he's actually in a good spot to do some some good work here. This is, you know, this is a game that's at 48 points. I actually think it can go over that. I think both of these defenses um, suck. Aren't, yeah. They aren't good, uh, so I'm okay with uh, with either of them. On the Oakland side of things, Lynch, man, he has been good if given the ball, and Seattle has allowed 22.1 points per game to running backs. Listen, if if Gruden still watches film, which, you know, that's what he's known for is, you know, sitting in his room by himself like a weirdo watching a bunch of film. Listen, man, <laughs> be watching them wild yeah. banana. Yeah, Spider 2Y Banana in there. He has got to see that he's got to get the ball to Lynch, and I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to do so. I like Lynch here. He has been a solid RB2 with RB1 upside every week. Uh, Amari Cooper, I think he has struggled against secondaries that have elite corner play. Seattle is not one of those anymore. Seattle is not the Legion of of Doom or Boom. Uh, They're the Legion of Whom. Yeah. Uh, like blue. as in who is going to be guarding them you don't know their names uh, so <laughs> yeah. for me I, I think <laughs> Cooper is a fine play Jordy uh, is also a fine play because yeah. Seattle has allowed top 24 wide receivers five separate times this year mm-hmm. we only had five games right. so I think that Seattle is susceptible to wide receivers uh, Anybody else you're looking at, Johnny? What about Jared Cook? Jared Cook, I, I'm rolling out there. At this point, I, I don't feel confident. In yeah, any, if your tight end is breathing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he has a if pulse, t- then yeah. you have the a good shot that as anybody, if you're not an Ertz or uh, a Kelsey owner at this point, those are pretty much the only two solid weekly uh, tight ends that you can rely on. Even Gronk has been up and down, uh, but we'll talk about that game in a little bit. I think he'll be okay today, but uh, or this weekend. But yeah, I'm I'm good with with Cook. Just you know, temper your expectations. If he doesn't go off for a monster game, then uh, don't be devastated. But as of right now, you're looking at uh, Dalvin Cook, or sorry, excuse me, um, 
Jared Cook is the number four tight end on the year. That just goes to show you how scarce this tight end pool is. So, yeah, you're rolling him out there against the Seattle defense. All right, Travis. Up next, we got the Panthers, Carolina Panthers at the Washington Redskins. This is a 44.5 point over under. Washington is favored by one, which I, if if I'm a bet man, which I kind of am, I'm heavily looking at well, this. Well, I think this, this changed game. a little bit since we did the show notes, Johnny. I actually think that it's more of an even split now, okay, but I you. still, I, I, I just still didn't understand Carolina. when the initial, yeah, when the initial over under came out, or, or I'm sorry, the line came out. It's like how you just saw the Redskins get dismantled by New Orleans, and the Panthers have been playing pretty good football. Um, I just want to say this about CMC. You know, you're starting him, but he only got a. 53 total touches last year and through four games this year, he has 90 total touches. Mm -hmm. The guy is killing it. Uh, North Turner is killing it in as far as ways to get him the ball. They are using him exactly how they said they would after a a weird start to the year. He is one of the safest plays at running back you can have. So just kudos to that offense. Speaking of that offense, they're going to be rolling out. It looks like by all accounts, Greg Olson will return and that could mean bad news for Devin Funches and Devin Funches' owners. He only averages six targets, Johnny, in games with Greg Olson. And so, and then, you well, know, not only that, but then you're looking at uh, who is most likely going to be lined up against him. And, and yeah, yeah, you don't like that matchup at all. So, yeah, yeah to, for me, it's yeah, Josh Norman yeah. on the other going to be looking at locking down Funchess, who has not played very well in general. And once again, the Olsen return does not spell good with him or good for him. There's not many other pass catchers I'm looking at for the Panthers. You roll out Cam, you roll out CMC, and you you roll out Olsen because of the way tight end is. Uh, But I'm not really comfortable with anybody else. On the other side of the ball, Johnny, Jordan Reed has not been the typical Jordan Reed when healthy. He has not been an elite option at the position. Is this just due to the fact that tight end has been down and wide receiver has been up in the league? Because Washington hasn't been one of those teams to burn you with wide receiver. No, that's why I'm I'm questioning like what is going on there in Washington because it you know I I, I expected and we expected the wide receivers to not really do anything. That's why we're telling you don't really draft them. Even the one guy that we we're saying we thought would be a, a safe bet. Uh, to draft if you're going to draft a wide receiver was um, Crowder, and he's done absolutely nothing. So um, the big surprise here is that Jordan Reed has not been a you know startable fantasy tight end. I mean, not many have, but still, you would you look at the the history of Alex Smith, and he's always been a super super tight end friendly quarterback and this year it's just not there it just seems like all of the dump off passes that he normally would do uh, or that he would normally pass to Jordan Reed it would go to Chris Thompson now Chris Thompson is a little banked up so I actually would upgrade Jordan Reed in this game because he no longer has that safety blanket like he he normally would have um, now if, if yeah you got both running backs banged up it right. looks like Adrian Peterson may go and play through this shoulder separation, which is wild. I yeah. just can't fathom how this is happening. But uh, with Chris Thompson banged up, some of the other wide receivers are banged up. I think Josh Jackson missed on Monday night. So 
you're looking at a guy in Jordan Reed that should, you know, could end up the only ap- option as far as pass catchers are concerned. So, yeah, I'd upgrade him here. I'm staying away from Alex Smith until further notice. He just doesn't have weapons to be even a streamer at this point. Um, so, yeah, I think we're good on this one. Moving on to the Houston Texans are hosting the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Down in Texas. Uh, 41 point over and under and, uh, Houston is favored by eight and a half here. Big home favorites. Watson, Deshaun Watson getting the green light here. Looks like he's going to play through that injury. I mean, he was just getting pounded last Sunday night. It was insane. I don't know what um, he was doing. I don't know why the coaching staff didn't pull him out, pull him to the side and say, no listen, joke, man. like if you go down again, I mean, their team is. Listen here, son. Yeah. Like, listen here, son. If you uh, continue to do that, you're going to get hurt. So I, I, I don't like, get it. Well, Bill, Bill O'Brien doesn't have that kind of accent. But either way. Maybe, maybe uh, if he's talking to Deshaun Watson, he does. Yeah, we don't I just know. feel like if you're from Texas, this is how you talk. And Especially when you're pissed Son, off. if you keep getting hit real hard, <laughs> it's going to feel bad. So I just feel like they need to tell they needed to smack some sense into Watson because the hits weren't smacking any sense into him because he just kept like on like three repeated plays down at the goal line kept smacking into each other. That's another thing. Uh, why don't why aren't these quarterbacks throwing to their best wide receiver? Why aren't they being like, oh, <laughs> I have one on one with DeAndre Hopkins on the outside. I'm going to either toss it up or I'm going to do a quick come back like it doesn't make Johnny's coming in super salty today whisper nation and yeah, you have to sorry. you have to know this because in our league of record Johnny owns and OBJ so you can understand his frustration as he screams for both of them to get the ball more yes, but speaking yeah. of Hopkins in this game he will be shadowed most likely by Tredavious White for the majority of this game and that means for me an upgrade for Fuller and Kiki Cutie now, you're going to start all three of these guys, likely, because it's DeAndre Hopkins. You're going right. to start him. But I think you can temper expectations on Hopkins this week. Fuller is a nice upgrade, and Kiki Cutie is a big upgrade because Buffalo has been straight gashed by the slot receiver this year. They've given up multiple scores and uh, a few hundred yards to the slot receiver this year. I'm only really liking... The Houston running back situation, though, Johnny, if Miller were to sit. Other than that, I think Blue has actually worked himself into a committee here, and that is, it's just ugly because Miller was a guy coming in to, from last year that was averaging over 15 carries a game last year. He was really doing it in the old school bell cow status. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now this year, he's just basically been so bad. He's worked himself out of, out of a job that was hard to work himself out of. Like, Alfred Blue isn't anybody good. No, we've seen what Alfred Blue can do before, and it wasn't anything spectacular. And right. somehow he's emerging out of this backfield as the better running back. This it's just sad. Uh, it's been a huge, sad. yeah. It's been a huge disappointment for Lamar Miller this season, and then unfortunately, it's not going to get any better. With, yeah, and it's uh, really sad because that matchup is great. You look at Buffalo giving up a ton of top 24 finishes to the running back this year multiple times. Even in games where they played multiple backs, they were giving up great points. Um, and I just uh, I just don't know if you can feel comfortable. Like, are you, you're starting Miller if you got him, right? I mean, as a flex play? Um, I mean, if I, if I can 
sit him. I, I will. If okay. I have to roll him out there, I mean, I might not have any better options considering where he was mostly, where his, his status kind of climbed to in the draft. Not sure that you might have a better option. But, okay, so here's a good one that, that might be a, a plausible. Real quick, Travis, on would you rather Lamar Miller or Philip Lindsay? Philip Lindsay we'll talk about in tomorrow's show, but uh, I just think that kind of both those guys are kind of in the same situation, right? Both times. Yeah, I'd, I'd take Philip Lindsay, I think. I think uh, playing the Rams, they're going to probably be behind, need to catch up. I think he's the guy they use in the passing game. I think he gets a good amount of work. Okay. Um, anybody else that you want? I mean, uh, Shady. All right, how about that? Uh, Lamar Miller or Shady McCoy? Which one are you taking? Lamar Miller. Yeah, Shady is up against a Houston defense that just held one of the best running backs in the league in check and Zeke. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I like Houston here at home. Big, big favorites in this game. It's not going to be good for Shady in this game or any other bill. Start your Houston defense. And now we're moving on. All right. Well, that does it for today's show. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you liked our content or like what we had to say, Please subscribe to our podcast. You can get on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or you can follow us on YouTube. Hit that bell, ding, and uh, <laughs> and hit subscribe, and you'll get no instant notifications sent right to your phone anytime we pull out with the uh, new content. Show up That's right, right on your phone. And if you're listening to this, you're gearing up for your game. The big, big Sunday. So if you're gearing up for your matchup, what better place to be than stop at the fantasy We've got all our rankings updated weekly. We got my player stay away article up there and we got our waivers in case anybody's, you know, not picked up on some of the deep waiver guys. You need a guy you can plug right in and get that Hail Mary uh, start. Check it out. And then, of course, an hour before kickoff on Instagram live, the fantasy whispers will be blessing you. With their presence, we'll be pouring Bless some them, coffee. Bless them, huh? Bless them. Yeah. And uh, we'll be pouring our coffee out and answering lineup questions there, uh, giving you all the news for the day. So we love you, Whisper Nation. That's Johnny Game Time Hicks, and I'm Big Travi. And we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.